Seeking, finding, and surrendering to truth is central to peace of mind, purpose, and eternal life. It is central to one's separation from religious, political, and philosophical incorrectness. God's word in Proverbs 23.23 reads, Buy the truth and sell it not. But before one can find and purchase truth, he must first be able to define it. Webster, in the original American Dictionary of the English Language, defines truth conformity to fact or reality, exact accordance with that which is, or has been, or shall be. The truth of history constitutes its whole value. We rely on the truth of the scriptural prophecies. My mouth shall speak truth, Proverbs 8, 7. Sanctify them through thy truth. Thy word is truth, John seventeen seventeen. end of quote. Webster ends the primary definition with the example of John 17:17, 17, 17, surrender to God's word, surrender to his Christ and find truth and true identity, purpose and peace. Click on the further with Jesus on this website now for today's subject. God said 2 Corinthians 4:15, for all things are for your sakes that the abundant grace might through the thanksgiving of many redound to the glory of God. God said, 1 Corinthians chapter 3, 21 through 23. Therefore, let no man glory in men, for all things are yours, whether Paul or Apollos or Cephas or the world or life or death or things present or things to come. All are yours, and ye are Christ, and Christ is God's. Man said, Man is the highest level of the evolutionary chain and has no need of the non-existent God or his Bible. There is no eternal purpose for man but to satisfy his natural earthly desires and then die. Now the record. Does the account that all things are for man's sake hold its ground with modern academia? According to the Bible, God created the earth, the solar system, the universe, and all of this earth's creatures to facilitate the needs and pleasures of man. Have you ever heard of the term anthropocentrism? Descriptionary, a thematic dictionary, defines anthropocentrism, the belief that human beings are at the center of all meaning and creation, end of quote. Today's physicists are preoccupied with what is commonly known as the anthropic principle. To science, it is the intriguing discovery that all things have been designed with man in mind. In a 1997 issue of Nature magazine, physicists Carr and Reese dealt with this subject in a feature titled The Anthropic Principle and the Structure of the Physical World. Can it be? Could all of creation be designed to facilitate the needs of man, including the universe? Are man and the earth central to the universe, or are we just an accident that happens on occasion? The following excerpt is from a feature on this website titled Ever Learning. In six days God created all that you see. The host of heaven was created on the fourth day for the purpose of serving the earth. The earth is the center of attention. Stephen Hawking, in his book A Brief History of Time, seems to be tripping over the truth. He reports, Now at first sight, all of this evidence that the universe looks the same, which direction, whichever direction we look in, might seem to suggest there is something special about our place in the universe. In particular, it might seem that if we observe all other galaxies to be moving away from us, then we must be at the center of the universe. There is, however, an alternative explanation. The universe might look the same in every direction as seen from any other galaxy, too. This, as we have seen, was Friedman's second assumption. We believe it only on, only on grounds of modesty. It would be most remarkable 
if the universe looked the same in every direction around us, but not around other points in the universe, end of quote. The observable evidence shows the earth as the center of the universe. God's word teaches that man by his design is central to all things. But how does this happen, or should I say, by whom does this happen? When one goes back and revisits the original plan of God, he finds that God creates the heavens and the earth to house, sustain, and bless Adam and Eve and their future offspring, who were all to live forever in a place called paradise in perfect oneness with their Creator. However, our great-great-grandparents chose to rebel against their Creator and life source. Consequently, they died spiritually that very day and ultimately died physically, passing on that same fate to all their progeny who would follow. In order to redeem rebellious man, God sent His only begotten Son, Christ Jesus, to this earth to break Satan's chokehold on the sons of Adam and to set their captive souls free. It is God's plan to again bring repentive men into the place of perfect oneness and harmony that was lost as a result of sin. Click on the Why the Blood of Jesus for more in-depth information. You can see by the following verses that man's centricity in this creation exists totally in the person of Jesus Christ. Colossians chapter 1 verses 16 through 19. For by him were all things created that are in heaven and that are in earth, visible and invisible, whether they be thrones or dominions or principalities or powers. All things were created by him and for him, and he is before all things, and by him all things consist. And he is the head of the body, the church, who is the beginning, the firstborn from the dead, that in all things he might have the preeminence, for it pleased the Father that in him should all fullness dwell. Jesus Christ is the center of all things, and those who have surrendered their lives to him become one with him. They become members of the body of Christ, and consequently, as all things revolve around Jesus, they also revolve around his body, which is made up of those who have made a covenant with God by sacrifice. By original design, man was formed to be the center of the universe in the oneness of Christ Jesus, and all things were created for the sake of mankind. Today, there still remain vestiges of this glorious beginning, and science calls it the anthropic principle. All through the scriptures, God declares the anthropic principle, and he does it thousands of years before science coined the phrase and began to understand the concept. This is just another proof that God is, and that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. Hebrews chapter 11, verse 6. God said, 2 Corinthians 4, 15, for all things are for your sakes, that the abundant grace might through the thanksgiving of many redound to the glory of God. God said, 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verses 21 through 23, Therefore let no man glory in men, for all things are yours, whether Paul or Apollos or Cephas or the world or life or death or things present or things to come, all are yours, and ye are Christ, and Christ is God's. Man said, Man is the highest level of the evolutionary chain and has no need of the non-existent God or his Bible. There is no eternal purpose for man but to satisfy his natural earthly desires and then die. Now you have the record.